I'm Cameron Crookston. And I'm Patrick Murray. And this is Video Queens. The show where two queens take a look back at the movies that made them. And this week we watched Mambo Italiano. So, so peek behind the curtain. We just roll. We just recorded thirty minutes of uh, of honestly gold, of like pure gold, best you've ever heard. Um, so we're just gonna have to recite it back to you right now. We're not gonna be. Our hearts not gonna be into it, but we are here to deliver content. Yes, not quality. Um, okay. I like that you went to smack the table and then remembered that the mic is on it and just mimed <laughs> smacking the table. Um, but that's what we rehearse. So, uh, okay, so this week we watched Mambo Italiano. We sure did. Which, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, you had not seen before. No, this is the first time where you have seen a movie first. Beow, 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 beow. We'll cut that. And I have not seen a movie. Um, <laughs> I thought I had seen this movie because I thought this was a movie called Kiss, Kiss Me, me Guido. Guido. <laughs> good and uh which is a much worse movie about like an italian guy that's who's straight and he has a gay roommate and there's love and it's really bad so i was both very confused as to why you wanted to watch this movie so badly right um and it makes me a very big person for agreeing to watch it yes i have to say um uh the ease with which you say um the word guido uh it seems to me that you say this a lot and uh, I'm wondering if you can speak, if you can speak to that. I'd love to. Um, <laughs> I'm quoting uh, a text from the Zeitgeist, and I it is all put in air quotes. Um, you know how you're always reading that one part in the Adventures of Tom Sawyer? Like it's just like every time I see you, I'm like, Carol, you get it. <laughs> So yeah, it was my first time, and uh, I liked it, and I didn't love it. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I saw this uh, as a child. Um, uh, I believe, maybe falsely, who cares, that this was the first like big studio uh, gay movie. And by big studio, I mean this is still very much on YouTube. Um, but Samuel Goldmeyer herself... Um, I think Samuel Goldwyn, in addition to like eight other production studios and the mm-hmm. Canadian Arts Fund and like like the province of Quebec, the it city was of like, Montreal. We were we were 15 minutes in and they were still listing production studios. Um and I was like, wow, the Weinstein Company, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> uh no, but it was um it was like a <laughs> again, like given some of the trash we've watched, like this it was an actual movie. For sure, I feel. Um, I feel for like, actual people, not just gay people, and seemingly not even just Italians. So what you just said, or as in, you say Guidos. What you just said <laughs> into a microphone is that it was made for actual people and not just. Gay <laughs> people. Um, yeah, so. Definitely not the first, like, big budget gay movie. Okay, to we're Wong, Fu came out, like, 11 years before this. Mm, um, I don't think that... No, it, it came out after. Definitely um, did. And you remembered it from before. <laughs> because it was, I... It was set in the slightly... Kind of more, like, surprisingly recent past. Um, uh, but, yeah, so it was indeed the first. <laughs> but carry on. Um, but, yeah, definitely uh, in terms of our film trajectory this is the first movie we're reviewing where it just it has like a sense of polish it feels yeah. like a studio movie it looks like a quote-unquote like real commercial film yes it would not be lost in a theater no and if you caught a second of it you wouldn't be able to tell just by looking oh this is a <laughs> well, yeah. Which also, as two Canadian queens, we can also note that it's like, it doesn't even initially reek of like, oh, that's a Canadian film. No, I texted you five minutes in saying, oh my God, Mambo Italiano is Canadian. That was my first clue. It was not the movie I'd seen before, Kiss Me Guido. 
Yes, you can tell they they used actual cameras um, uh, and probably actual lights, which is which is mm-hmm. great. And actual actors. And actual actors, like actual person, yeah. not gay person, Paul Sorvino. Yes, Mira's dad. He's here. <laughs> Uh, he's fantastic, and I'm not sure why he was here. I think he was lost, and he, this was a kidnapping that was filmed? Yeah, I think he was, like, um, I think he just thought it was, like, an Italian movie. Um, I know I'm sure he's an ally. Yeah, he's probably, um, yeah. Um, uh, okay, so, uh, so a bit about the plot of the movie. Um, basically... This is uh, a rom-com. It kind of has a similar feel to My Big Pet Greek Wedding. Mm-hmm. I felt like I almost remembered it as like a, a response to My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Like My Big Fat Greek Wedding was this huge hit. And then they were like, the Mambo Italiano, like, right. you know, Italian culture. Right. Um, and, and also gays. Um, I don't know what that line read was. But, it was good. It was um, good. You took us there. I took us there. No, so I love that. Like the idea that like, this is like Big Factory Wedding was a hit. And then like every production company was like, we need more white slash ethnic wedding movies. <laughs> and there someone was like, well, we have this like weird Canadian play and they're Italian. He's like, I love it. Yes. Yeah. So they, so it's the story of Angelo who, um, uh, is a second-generation Italian-Canadian living in Quebec. He's first-generation because he was, his parents immigrated and he was born here. Well, no, because you have your cousins and then you have your first cousins. Honey, no. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, you're right. So, <laughs> so he's first-generation Italian-Canadian. Oh, my God, I'm getting so bored. Um, and uh, Learning is itchy. <laughs> so it starts... <laughs> So it starts with him calling a gay helpline, which I guess was the answer to kids help phone. And then they were like, what about gay help phone? Because the gays are basically children. Helpless. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's like a, it's like a soft crisis line. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think they got sick of like, like hearing adult problems. Like they were, they were being like, you're trying to pass as a child again, Kevin. And they're like, but I, (laughs) I have problems too. So then they made the gay helpline. That's exactly what happens. Um, so Angelo is calling the gay helpline um, because he wants to come out of the closet. He tells his life story. Um, he was bullied. He had a best friend who was like, you're getting bullied. Like, go die. And like, just kind of like distance himself. But then in adulthood, he like reconnects with his, um, his child. I was going to say his adult best friend. But like, if he was a child with an adult best friend, we would have another problem in the attic. Um, but um but he, he reconnects with his childhood best friend as an adult, um, and he's hot. He is hot. His name is Nino. His name is Nino, um, and he's a cop. Mm. But um, but he's a hot cop, so I think it's fine. Um, no. <laughs> Those are the rules. Um, no, so he reconnects with his uh, childhood best friend, and they fuck. And, <laughs> and become, like, secret closeted boyfriend. They move in together. They get a two-bedroom as roommates in this economy. Um, <laughs> they do not participate in gay life. They just cuddle on the couch and talk about how they don't really like gay people. But they fuck, we assume. Okay. I know we're doing the plot and I don't want us to get derailed. However... We don't get a fuck scene. They don't kiss in this movie. The scene where they finally hook up. They go camping. They're like in bed together. Not in bed. Like they're in sleeping bags together. Separate sleeping bags. Separate but equal. And and they're like talking about how like, I'm sorry I was mean to you in high school. And it's like, it's okay. We're camping now. And Nino like, like takes the back of his head and like caresses it and leans, like barely leans in. And then it's exterior of the tent. Yeah. And then it's like, it's like, remember when you would make your Sims have sex? And it would just be like, like the bed. It's like, it's like, (laughs) like, it's hard to describe, but it's just like a bed going crazy. Like you can't see anything that's, that's going on. The tent is rocking and no one came knocking. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, a leg is flying out and there's like a dust cloud and you hear like, like, it's like, it's chaos. And it's like, yuck, yuck, yuck. Yes. (laughs) That's, that's a really good point. But my counterpoint is this 90 minute gay rom-com we don't get a kiss yeah and save it 
We have more room to <laughs> we have more to okay. cover. I just no, to, no, no, no. Yeah, that yeah. is that is a good point. Thank you. Um, uh, so uh, our our loving couple is faced with the problem of like they have this secret life. They're still mm. being set up on dates by their uh, Italian mothers and like, oh, why you no call a girl? Um, uh, you know, yeah. uh, and, uh, and, you know, quick asterisks. My best friend is Italian, Lydia Maria Mrogno. And, um, I used to go to dinner at her house growing up. So anything I say about Italians is fine. <laughs> um, I also love foreskin. So, um, we see them, uh, Angelo, our lead, wants to tell his parents that he's gay. Kind of. <laughs> and uh, 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 he wants to tell his family because that also includes his sister who is addicted to Valium and that's fine. <laughs> There's just a running joke where she has an addictive personality and it's like, I don't know. I think it's more or less okay. It is. The origin story is that she was really into like, okay, what did you call these in, in your childhood? Um, the freezies. Freezies as well. This may be an Ontario thing. So it's like a plastic tube filled with like condensed colored slush. And I think they're called something different in like lots of other places. We oh, call them freezy. I just figured it was like, cause I feel like they were using the Italian word for that thing. Like it's like the Italian brand right. is called like Patrinj, nope, Forcinis. And they're like, they're like, God, that girl loves her Forcinis. But then she's like sucking dick in high school. And he's like, see? He does, yeah, like, see, the, the sucking... The sucking paid off. Yeah, and, and then she becomes... a like, to Valium. <laughs> and, like, a funny alcoholic, but, like, truly not in a dark way. She just drinks a lot. <laughs> and she has a fun and little... And her brother in a park to get Valium from him, but it's set up that that's fine. It's fine. She's doing good. She's also in therapy, but she never sees the same therapist twice, which I really liked. I wish we got a little more of her. So, like, she's always in therapy, and it's always a different therapist. She was fun. Um, uh, so... But it's, it's like a D-plot. Yeah. Um, uh, so Angelo decides to tell his parents that he's gay. Um, Nino is kind of like, what? But people talk, like whatever. And of course then uh, Angelo's parents do tell Nino's mother because his dad is dead. Um, uh, Not a plot point. Patrick just think that's really interesting. <laughs> Fun fact. <laughs> dead. Um, so they, so then the parents are like trying to like, um, break them apart. They're they're concerned. This is a big problem. Obviously, the coming out doesn't go well. I don't have a son. Um, <laughs> I think it's um I have no son. Um, I also have an Italian friend. Probably. <laughs> I mean, statistically. Yeah, I remember when there was an eclipse. I went, I have no son. Um, <laughs> that's, no, that's really good. Just give yourself a minute to laugh at that. <laughs> um, right. So there's an ill-conceived moment where the mothers. Nino's mom is like driving the ship and uh, Angelo's mom is like, I don't know if this is a good idea, but I also don't want a gay son because ew, so I'm going to go along with it. Yeah, like she's like, I guess Saturday works, but like, oh, icky. And so like they bring this girl for Nino and they're going to get... They bring Nino, N- Pina, they bring... No, right. Yeah. Yeah, Pina comes and Pina has already kind of um, had like a drink with Nino on the side. So things are getting really messy but it basically it works it breaks up the boys and yeah and nino decides he doesn't want to be gay anymore he wants to go back in the closet and have his mother's approval yes and angelo goes on like a journey of heartbreak where he's not talking to his parents he um uh unfortunately decides maybe he should work at the gay helpline and we'll get to that later well, yeah. um because he shouldn't no. um but he uh he gets to speak to the man who uh, talked to him the first time on the gay helpline that he's told his story to and uh, eventually chooses uh, to just fucking let Nino go choke um, and gets with uh, kind of hot like daddy. Um, oh, I didn't like him. He was, okay, I I fell for him when I looked up his IMDb and I guess he's played a lot of like army. He's kind of your type. <laughs> you have a type and he is it yeah yeah and i was like oh hey yeah so it's funny because he was like he seemed <laughs> he seemed like 10 years too old for angelo in the movie yeah but he was like 10 years too young, young for, for you me. yeah that tracks um so uh so they actually it's actually a rom-com where they like break up and never get back together and angelo which again respect yeah for that i really liked that part of the ending where i it's did like, too he didn't get back together with the shitty guy who just wanted to be in the closet he found a like 
more or less like healthy relationship with an out gay man who yes. just liked him for who he was. Because there was that great scene where it was like they were doing the setup of the rom-com trope where like um, where Mino is at the altar with Peanut and he's like, they're like, oh, if any, if anyone has something to say. And then it's like, and and uh, Angelo's in the car being like, oh, can I? And then he gets out of the car and then the door opens of the church, but it's just like, it's just like a some homely, like fucking garden woman being like, being like, oh, Miss Scusi. And meanwhile, Angelo is actually walking into the gay helpline to uh to approach future daddy to say uh will you be my future boyfriend yeah um so it's uh, a good misdirect it was clever it was a good misdirect yeah yeah and that's that's kind of the movie so it it definitely starts um with maybe a promise it doesn't fully keep yeah so my again i went in fresh you did um and i went in confused because i thought it was a different movie yes um you just kept on saying guido 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 Quido, quido? No one answered. Um, so I, I thought this movie started really strong. I love the kind of like, when he is giving his family's life story and his life story on the initial call, which is the first like 12 to 15 minutes of this movie. It's got this really like fun, playful pace. They do a really good job of this almost like Benny Hill style, like a lot of quick scenes and a lot of like- Direct to camera, like what? Yeah. Like whatever, like boom, boom, boom. Here's a te- like Italy- Catholicism. Yeah. Quebec. Big, big, crazy families. And, like, definitely as the child of, um, like, my parents are Scottish and English. I grew up in tense silences. So I was always very jealous of my friends who had, like, I had, like, friends who were, like, Russian and Jewish and Italian and had, like, big families who were very boisterous. And I was so jealous of that. And it's that thing of, like, when I would hear, like, oh, my God, like, your Christmas Eve was, like pasta it's like all that stuff that you loved eating yeah it was like that's what they got to eat at family stuff not like dry turkey and like oh my god mint jelly can we talk about her oh we weren't that family no we were like mashed potatoes and there will be no seasoning on anything right we have salt or pepper (laughs) if you want some spices (laughs) never the two shall meet yeah but like easy on the pepper yeah um so yeah so i really loved the kind of the world this set up um and then it did start to lose me just because i have some mixed feelings about the way angelo angelo (laughs) develops as a character or fails to um but even despite the fact that yeah like it kind of started to lose me plot wise i really thought this was a good movie and the actors are so fantastic yeah. Should we talk about some of the really fantastic actors i mean our lead is played by luke kirpley Luke Corpley. Luke Kirby is Kirby. such a like basic Anglo name. You can definitely grasp it. Um, and Luke, I'm the, I'm the teacher who's like, who's like, I'm sorry, Isaac, Isaac. Yeah, like Janae. It's Jane. <laughs> um. Uh. So Luke Kirby, who you might know as uh, the actor who plays Lenny Bruce. <laughs> on the marvelous, marvelous mrs Maisel. marvelous mrs Maisel. have you seen that by the way yes okay i have seen the first season and a chunk of the second excellent it's fantastic i agree um it's not a gay movie so we won't review it but everyone should watch it yeah so he won an emmy for that he's fantastic he's so good in this i think this will be what turns the tide for marvelous mrs Maisel. i think this podcast will finally get some eyes on that screen he's gonna like walk in the front days like i was on video queens <laughs> Um, they called me Lyric Lyric Um <laughs> So yeah, he plays uh, Angelo. Uh, and then of course we have Paul Sorvino, who I'm apparently obsessed with, it turns out. I mean, God, it, drinking game alert. If Every time you say Paul Sorvino. <laughs> yeah. Is it Paul? It's definitely Paul. Um, <laughs> like it's Madonna. Like you're just like, and Paul Sorvino. <laughs> um, and then the mom is played by, the mom is played by this like, so the internet says that she's a Quebecois pop star. I know that when I say that... The internet also says that a man named Q has predicted <laughs> that Hillary Clinton will be arrested for murdering and eating children. She's a matron. She's very matronly. Yes. She looks like that... Who's that actress that Lawrence Cheney was on Snatch Game that didn't work? Um, I mean, she does kind of look like Lawrence Cheney. <laughs> 
I like Lawrence Cheney and she won. So it's not good. <laughs> My point is she's a like popular, she's a, she's literally a popular singer from Quebec. I feel like her heyday was like the eighties and early nineties. Right. She sings in French. She's done a little acting. But I think she was great in this movie and yes. maybe so great that I can't even believe her as anything other than like the mom the, who yeah. like hits her kid with the plate or whatever. You with, know, the, like, with the baguettes. Yeah. With the, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, also her name. So there's a couple of celebrity Tabata. names in this that I can't with. So the mom actress's name is Jeanette Reno. Not Janet Reno. <laughs> Jeanette Reno. Okay. Um, uh, Pina, who ends up marrying Nino, her name is... Sophie Lorraine. Not Sophia Loren, Sophie Lorraine. Okay, when I saw that name pop up in the opening credits, I was like, did they just cast her so maybe someone would think that Sophia Loren was going to be in this movie and then would go and see it? Maybe. I mean, that being said, Peanut was good in the movie. Like, she was good enough as yeah. just, like, villain woman. She was also kind of the only one that had, I think she kind of had a... Job? A Quebecois accent. Oh, Okay. I think maybe she's French Canadian. I looked up the actress, although so was the mom. So she had a Prada bag in her scene. And so she was just, so, I didn't know her name. So she was just Prada bag. Um, so you instantly loved her. <laughs> yeah. But she was giving you like evil other woman, villain, wicked stepmother. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I will say that like the general production values, the writing, most of the pacing and above all the acting really saved this movie for me. Yes. I can it, see why people like it. Yeah, it definitely, like, it's that hard thing where, like, this happens to me a lot in some rom-coms where, like, I feel, like, so personally wronged by the actions of, like, the love interest that I don't care if they get back together. Like, I'm like, fuck Nino and his, like, it's like, defund and abolish Nino because, like, we <laughs> don't need a gay cop. All Ninos are bastards. <laughs> and this movie proves it yeah like, i was just like oh my god like he was such a dick like literally when they're at a family dinner and then it, and then peanut is like we fucked in your car i guess yeah i had seen this movie before because i knew that they went on a sneaky like little closet date that i was like we can work through that if yeah. it was like the microaggression of like you went on a date with her and he was like i was struggling you told your family you were gay but he fucked her yeah then he didn't say anything and i was like arriva dearchi in that scene where they're doing like the mean hookup and Peanut comes in mm-hmm. and, and says like, well, I had sex with Nino. There was this scene or like, there's like oh, a Oh, she also walks in and is like, what? You set me up on a date with this fag? And you're like, okay. Yeah. You have not, we haven't even taken your coat. You're a guest in this You home. are a guest. Um, but there's, you can kind of see that like Paul Sorvino, drink, um, realizes they've gone too far. And even though he's not okay with having a gay son, he like sees that his son is in pain and he's like, gets like kind of weepy. Like he gets like a little wet eyed. Okay. You can see he's sad. And I was like, Paul, you're a good father. You're doing I, your best. I did love when like the family hasn't made up, but they bump into, um, they bump into uh, Nino's mom. And he's like, I have the gayest son. Like then he gets competitive about how gay his son is. It's really cute. Yeah. Cause the mom was like, oh, I hear Nino. I hear, um, Angela. Why do I have a block about the main character's name? Honestly, I agree with you. Yeah. Because the thing was, the name Nino was memorable. So I kept on thinking yeah, that our main that, character, yeah. and like, it kind of feels effeminate. Yeah. So I just felt like the main character was Nino. Yeah. And then I was like, and I kept on being like, main guy in my notes, main guy, main guy, main guy. And then finally, I'm like, I have to look this up midway through this movie so that I can figure, and it's Angelo. And I'm like, you're not an Angelo. Really? Um, why was I bringing up his name? Paul Servino. Paul Servino. Gets competitive about the game. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Nina, Nino's mom is, like, walking through the town being mean, having a little more money than them. You can tell she's wealthy because she wears leopard and she has a bidet in her bathroom. Um, and she's like, oh, I hear Angela's not doing so well. And they're like, what are you talking about? He's a new boyfriend. He's the gayest person in the world. And they get, like, yeah, they do that kind of, like, posturing thing. Yeah. It's really funny. There's a couple of cute moments where they do do the kind of like Italian stereotype very well. Yeah. You brought us up on our first take where they're talking about when Nino is getting married, they get an invitation and they're like, we have to go or, or it'll look like we can't handle it. Yeah. They're like, we can't go. We hit like, 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 
that's insulting. And then it's like, well, we have to go because then she'll think that we're embarrassed. Yeah. And then it's like, well, but we're not going to give her any money. And then it's like, oh, no, we have to give her money. So yeah. then she'll think we're cheap. Okay, fine. We'll give her $200 and we won't go. No, we have to go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. then we won't stay long, but we have to stay long. We have to have a good time <laughs> and pay you $200. Yeah. Oh, no. Like, it's, and it's really fun. It's 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 cleverly written, and they just like sell it, and they're yes. really good at what they're like. They are great at selling you, and I'm buying it. Which is weird because it's like Paul Servino and like Kylie Minogue, <laughs> Jeanette Reno. <laughs> <laughs> um, why don't we take a break? Yeah, and then we'll pop up to the problematic. Great. back Ooh, i needed that break so in the problematic yeah it's drafty so bring a sweater <laughs> um mine is coral there are some problems in the attic okay uh i'm wondering how how big to start so my general issue is more of a yeah. loose thread yeah uh so Nino's thing, one of Nino's things, is that he's not like other gay people and doesn't like other gay people. And that's part of the reason he has a hard time letting go of Nino is that Nino basically lets him, I found a boyfriend with a having- I think you called him Nino. <laughs> I think you were like, Nino has a thing with Nino and Nino, da, 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 da. So when he has to let go of Nino and I'm like, am I having a stroke? I... And then suddenly you just start saying Paul Sorvino, Paul Sorvino, Paul Sorvino, Guido, 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 with increasing levels of hatred. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna take that again. Okay, I think we have to use that. But um, <laughs> so, Angelo, 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 can you Angelo's ashes? That loud. So okay. Angelo, um, Maya Angelo, Maya Angelo. Angelo doesn't like other gay people, and he feels like he's won the jackpot because he has a boyfriend, and he didn't have to go to the village or go to gay bars or do any of those things he hates. When he breaks up with Nino slash when Nino leaves him for Pino. <laughs> is it peanut or peanut? Because you keep saying peanut, and now I don't know what it means. <laughs> I think it's peanut. I don't think it's Nino and Pino. Um, um, right. So yeah. So um, when he breaks up and he's finally single, uh, you know, he has this moment of like his sister's like, "You have to go out and meet people," and he's like, "I don't like other gay people. I don't like gay bars. I don't like the village." And so she takes him to volunteer at Gay Helpline. Does she? No. She, Does she? There's a there's a jump. There's like a devastating edit where okay. she she says there must be people, there must be a place for gay guys who are no fun like you. <laughs> Smash cut to they're in a circle at Gay Helpline and they're all new volunteers. Okay, that I did love. That was funny. I, that did make me laugh. That was funny. Yeah, and then uh, and then and then this guy is just like, I want to be here because like I was mercilessly gay bullied. And I really hope that if some young child calls me and is on the verge of suicide, that I can talk to them too. And then he looks at him with like such disgust at being like, oh, <laughs> but like, yeah, I yeah. also want to talk to people because someone talked to me and it was helpful. And <laughs> I guess gay suicide. Um, first of all, I love that character you just did. I think you should put that in your packet. Um, <laughs> I don't know what you call that. Like sensitive, soft butch. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I liked him. Does he even name? He's like a Carl. I feel like he's like Davis. Um. <laughs> I love that. Okay, so yeah, so um, uh, Angelo. I did it. Yeah, myself. I, I said an, I, I was forming the N, and I was like, no. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He and when he's doing when they're doing like the trust circle and saying why are you here, he basically says like I want to meet other gay people, and I want to help people, but then says um. No, I can't remember what he says. Literally, because Davis is like, oh, like is like, oh well, I'm free for brunch, and he's like, and he's like, oh, but I don't like effeminate ones. Keep them away from me. Yeah, and Davis goes, oh, yeah, um, and that. So the fact that uh, Angelo says like, I don't like other gay people, I don't like gay culture, and I don't like effeminate ones. Keep them away from me. He never really resolves. No, that. I know, I know, because at first I'm sure you thought this too. Like I was like okay, yeah, that is, like, something that shitty people, shitty gays say. Yeah. And, like, and he, um, uh, and certainly people who have grown up in, like, let's say he's had this, this Italian-Canadian family yeah. where, like, it is unacceptable to be gay. He says, like, uh, I mean, to Italians, like, there's, like, 
um, being gay is a fate worse than, well, nothing. There's yeah. nothing worse than being gay. Hey, now you're going like New York Jewish. I know. Yeah. Um, it's fine. You're Larry David, Larry Daviding out. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, what I think they're setting up is that like, okay, so like Angelo is a kind of self-hating sensitive gay guy yes. whose only experience of gayness has been his closeted straight acting boyfriend and he's never had to deal with this and what we're going to see is he's actually going to like start to interact with other gay people and work through his homophobia that does not happen he never really addresses that statement he ends up getting in a relationship with another guy and that guy is presumably more sensitive because he works at the gay helpline but we never really see and there's a couple of scenes where nino like very reluctantly either like walks down the village uh, like street and just kind of like makes oh my god I'm in a space horror movie from the 50s faces yeah. at like the strange alien queers I think there's one scene where he's in a gay bar and just like fucking miserable and like everyone's effeminate and wearing plastic t-shirts and yeah. he's just like nursing a beer in his like you know plaid button down being like these are not my people Yes. so we never really move past that and that just feels really shitty especially because this is a movie uh, this, is, this is based on a play written by a gay guy Okay. And since it's presumably like a coming of age, coming out story for us never to kind of get past, I just like, I think that's so common. I hear that so much. This idea of like, I don't really, I'm gay, but I don't like the gay scene. I'm gay, but I don't like other gay people. Yeah. That's a complicated statement. I think there is some, I understand why people think that. I think some of it is ignorance and internalized homophobia. I think some of it is a legitimate like criticism of things about gay culture. But okay. like, but I, I'm just hearing the former, but yeah, fair. But, um, cause I'm like, okay, look, my thing is, um, is country music. Okay. I wish everyone could see the face I just made when Patrick said that. Cause that <laughs> when was people like... are like, I hate country music or I hate this. What, how, what do you mean you hate country music? Right. You can't have listened to all of country music. For sure. Yeah, and decided yeah. that you hate it. Yeah. Like, sure, maybe you hate, like, my sister is my wife and my wife is dead. Have you like, the cover of that? It's actually pretty <laughs> But, like, I'm sure they're, like, first of all, I mean, the chicks alone. Um, dead name. Oh, Dixie chicks. chicks. I thought you were yeah. like, there are chicks in gay culture now? I mean, there are, of course, because lesbians are people, but. Whoa! Um, we're using it. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, no, for sure. It's just like such a generalization. And especially when you're also that thing. And usually it's coming from someone who like maybe has the distinct privilege of like passing in other environments or like, oh, well, like the world is for you. Yeah. And like, cause people don't know. So it doesn't, you don't really need the safety of like the village or Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, that it's always just kind of annoying because like, again, like there are Obviously, there's there are so many different types of gay people. Absolutely, yeah. And and, and he's he's having this moment of so like reductive. It's very reductive and it's essentializing. Um, and as a Guido, he should know. You better. know, this girl from high school has been trying to sell me these essentializings, and God, I mean, <laughs> essentialized apparently, oils. Apparently, it's, apparently, if I just get ten people <laughs> to invest, um, I will make. $10,000. So if any of our listeners are interested in some deep relaxation and lemon scented oils, please let me know. Um, party. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I have a problem with them bringing up this very common, I think, thing about being newly out. Yeah. Reconciling your, your uncomfortability with other gay people. And yeah, this kind of like, perception of gay culture as being like i understand the criticism of like i perceive gay culture to be very much about like clubbing and being an insta gay and i don't really connect to that yeah Yeah. and i think like part of it is often it's like you're having a very strong reaction where if that's not for you you don't have to eat it yes and that seems a little disproportionate and maybe there's something about that in yourself you don't like but also if that's legitimately your issue yes that is kind of i mean hang out with davis hang out with davis (laughs) Um, maybe don't, be so, maybe don't be so shitty to Davis. Uh, and like, that's the lowest hanging fruit. Like, yeah, like if you're into club music and like just going out drinking, that's the easiest thing to find in gay culture. Yeah. If you work a little harder and do a little bit of digging, it's not, it's not that or nothing. Yeah. And he never really gets past that. And he definitely never interrogates the fact that he hates effeminate people and just seems to hate other gay people. And is basically saying, it's like, I'm just here to crab a quick boyfriend and then I never want to talk to another gay person other than my boyfriend 
ever. Yeah, because he works like a terrible shift at the helpline and then leaves and then like basically just comes back to like suck his manager. Like he's just like, oh, but like I'll keep you. Yeah, because um, I I can't be alone with my own thoughts. Yeah. Um. So that's that's the biggest box in my problematic. Angela starts out the movie from like I think a pretty typical newly out thing of like I just want a boyfriend and that's all I want to experience of gayness. Right. And what I'm waiting for him is to realize that there is more to his identity as a queer slash gay man than having a boyfriend. He does not get there. Yeah, because it's funny because like at first I was like, oh, like again, like, you know, there's not really any, um, there's no, there are no people of color in this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I'm like, but in a weird way, almost made sense because his life stays so insular like he's like entirely in the italian canadian community so you're Mm. like oh yeah i mean i guess they're all canadian they're all italian there's only i think there's only one named character who's not uh, a member of the italian community and that's the boyfriend that's the second boyfriend he has second boyfriend future daddy future daddy wasp man yes um the wasp is not italian but yeah it's that was another thing that I thought was kind of interesting. And like, maybe I am overthinking this movie. I mean, that's actually kind of our whole brand. So of course yeah. I am. Um, his relationship to joining gay culture. I remember reading a book a while ago and it's about like the idea of like chosen families. Mm. It's called the families we choose, I think. And it's basically this like, it's like anthropological thing. And this woman talks about it's the called fact- chosen families, colon, the, the families, families we choose. It's definitely not called any of that. A meditation. A meditation on, on chosen families. Choice family. On choice yeah. families. Actually, choice family oh. is the author. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, or, I'm choice family. Choice. Choice families. Um, Pro choice. Um, but oh. anyway, <laughs> uh, this author talks about the fact that like, Oh, that'd be a good drag name. Pro, Pro Joyce. Joyce. It's not, but... If your drag name was Joyce, you would host a party called Pro, Pro Joyce. Joyce. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway. Uh, anyway, talking... This book talks about the fact that, like, when... Like, when white and predominantly, like, white people who aren't part of an ethnic minority come out... For them, it's like, wow, I finally get to be part of a subculture. And I finally basically Mm. get a culture of my own. Right. Because in the West, culture, when we talk about having a culture, it usually means having a culture that's distinct from the main one. Yeah. Because being part of the main culture isn't seen as kind of being that distinct. Right. Um, Because they're too busy being privileged and having everything. Right. I can say it, I want. Um, and, but for people who are part of like ethnic minorities, and she's talking about like black queer specifically, is that like, for them, it's actually this thing where it's like, I have to give up my culture in order to join another culture. That's way less of a glamorous move. So you're not becoming more interesting and subcultural. You're having to kind of like pick between, like obviously not everyone, but for a lot of people. And that's her, her theory or one of the theories is that that's one of the reasons that, uh, white gays invest so much on the idea of gay community and gay culture is because for them it is such a novelty interesting why i'm bringing this up and i again why cameron because i read a book and i want to brag about it um no i think possibly 30 minutes later (laughs) and then on page 47 (laughs) joyce is like and it's really all ties back to nino it's angelo (laughs) so again the book doesn't really the movie doesn't really explore this but (laughs) To a certain extent. But let's go there anyway. <laughs> That's why I'm here. Um, that Angelo does not have as much incentive or romanticization around gay culture because he does have the Italian culture. Yep. Party. <laughs> Work. Um, I agree. What else is in your problematic? Okay. Yeah. Um, I think the, uh, there is just, okay, so Angelo works very briefly as, uh, at the gay helpline, and, um, there's a scene where he's, like, being mentored and, uh, you know, taught the ropes by future daddy current, like, who is also the man that Angelo first called and told his story. I think his name is Tom, if we want to give him a name. No. Um, it's Peter. 
I didn't care to know, but I'm so glad it's different. Yeah. Um, <laughs> watch that. Watch this thing. Uh, so he's picking up the phone to different, like, troubled queer people um, and kind of being like, well, I don't know, get a job. Click. And, like, it's, you know, it's obviously being played for laughs. Uh, and then he picks up the phone to someone who is, um, uh, I don't know if they're identifying as trans, but they are talking to him about going on hormone therapy, but then regretting the decision. Um, and now they're just like, and they're not happy with where they're at in their body. And he is like, get is like, Oh my, I'm sorry. This is too ridiculous. I just have to laugh. Um, and then they're like, what's funny? And he hangs up and like, first of all, his like manager at the gay helpline is like, oh, Angelo, like, <laughs> what am I going to do about you? Nothing. Yeah, yeah. Like date you in six months. Yeah. Um, so that was obviously like, you're just like, this is <sighs> for a movie, I like gay rom-com that has like zero trans there are zero trans characters or trans representation the only time there's even a mention of people being trans is for someone who's like talking about reversing their transition and then you're laughing and it's and then you hang up on them and it's mm-hmm. like ooh and it's i mean it is kind of like portrayed as this isn't the kind of gay culture he wants. Like, this isn't what he signed up for. This is too much for this him. Is, this is the pinnacle of ridiculousness. Bingo, bingo. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Of like, oh, I can't take it anymore. Now you've got... And it's like... Ugh. Yeah. And, like, the fact that, like, that recently... This is a 2006 movie, and that, like, that a trans character is, like, literally there to be a punchline... And, and we're still supposed to think this is a really likable character and it doesn't like, it doesn't really make a ripple in the movie as far as any of the other characters are concerned. No, it, it is just truly really like, just a really unfortunate um, choice yeah. uh, of a scene. Yeah. Um, the entire conversation is also about um, this trans person's like their body, their genitalia, like what, what doesn't feel right. It's just yeah. like, it's a lot for just like, for, for to just be a punchline yeah, yeah and it's yeah. uh not okay that's kind of i mean he was already losing me and that's kind of like i think the main character is not likable yeah i think i think i think that's where we've landed yeah and i think i agree i think like as the movie went on you're like i like him less i mm-hmm. still really like the parents but he's not speaking to the parents. Right. And he's so, like a great actor, but that's not the same thing as a good person or likable character. character. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're like, this is a rom-com where I now don't like either of the two people who are maybe going to fall in love. To be honest, that happens a lot to me. I'm always rooting for the sassy best friend to just like do better at her publishing job. <laughs> that's, that's the outcome I want. I mean, for she does. She does. No, she always does. Um, yeah. I think... My thing is, like, there are some... I, I, I always feel like um, a lot of rom-coms are about, like, forgiving the... Like, it's like, oh, there's obviously the thing that tears them apart. But, like, oftentimes I'm like, oh, I have not moved on. Like, yeah, it's yeah. like, literally, like, when once Nino had, like, fucked Peanut in a car, yeah. I was, like, dead to me. And then, like, and then hanging Angelo out to dry, it, like, in front of his parents, being mm-hmm. like, uh, sorry, but, like, yeah, I don't want this. I don't want this anymore. And then, and then at, at some point, Nino comes back to their apartments, and, like, tragic Angelo. Angelo. <laughs> I have a problem. Angelo, like, very, like, sad and weepy and emotional, says, like, did you ever love me? And he grabs him by, like, the sides of his face and said, we had a good time. Or we had fun didn't we pal and like knocks his shit like it's like but it's like he's so tender fit like he's like physically th- tender but like can't say the words can't say the yeah. words and like completely like yeah. undermines and dismisses like their entire relationship together and like that's the num- his face especially like your first breakup Ooh. the worst like the thing you are the most afraid of is like it was all in my head it made way more to me than them yeah I feel so invalidated. I'm a crazy person for having feelings. And like, you know, Jamie's older. Jamie's older. I'm too young. 
<laughs> Jamie is older. Jamie is gum. <laughs> <laughs> it's the song about the gum under the table. And she looks at it longingly and remembers her youth. <laughs> Jamie is older. Jamie is gum. The other thing that we should probably touch on is the whole B-plot. So there is a, I mean, it's barely a B-plot. It's a B-minus plot. It's a lowercase B-plot. Yeah. Angelo wants to be a, uh, a television writer, and he has a couple of meetings. But his thing is that he always writes stories he doesn't have any context for. So he writes these, like, broad period pieces that are, like, these, like, lavish, like, Civil War dramas. And they're terrible, and they're campy, and no one wants to produce them. And the last time he has a meeting, the the guy who says, like, you're a bad writer says, like, why don't you write what you know? Because you don't know anything about the Civil War. That's insane. Yeah. Write, you know, write your experience. And so he writes this, like, boisterous Italian family drama and gets picked up and he's a success. Where I 100% thought we were going, because this is a story about a gay man coming to terms with the fact that he is gay. It is a coming out story. He's being told to write what he knows. I definitely thought he was going to write a story about being gay. <laughs> and I realized that's a leap that, like, a, a TV show about being gay in 2006 would, like, make him successful. But, like, just in terms of, like, the dramatic structure, like, isn't it super weird that living his truth was about him having an Italian family? I mean, at least he knew what was the most interesting part of the movie. <laughs> like, um, because I did notice that though in the scene they show from the TV series that is now like a hit, he doesn't say anything about being gay, but he is wearing a pink shirt to, I think, let us know that he's still gay in the show. Okay, that it's that it's maybe the story of like a gay guy with an Italian family. Yeah, I think he still cast himself as maybe a stereotypical gay supporting character in the Italian family comedy, but... I needed that to be very specific for me to get closure because I did not get it. I, I just needed the pink shirt. That's all I need. Maybe you should watch <laughs> it. Um, and then like, there's a, there's a little pin at the end, which I think is actually very cute. Where like Nina, Angelo. We need, we need, I think just like a clean take of you saying Angelo. If we were to take this one more time, I would have it posted on your head that says Angelo. So I can just like look into it. Angelo, 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 Angelo. At the end. This is the last five minutes, so I'm glad you're going to crack it by the end. <laughs> last five minutes of the second time we've done this. And you can finally master the main character's name. Great. There I is thought a... I was the one who couldn't remember names. <laughs> That's true. No, with you it's always a choice. I literally can't. <laughs> you just give everyone 47 nicknames. Right. Um, so Angelo is walking down the street with new boyfriend and his family, and they're all like in the community together. They're saying like, "Ah, Mappertino, Scusi, Matadamia." Yeah. And this couple that we've seen through the whole movie, like his older couple, who've just been kind of like the casual gossips. Who, by the way, uh, the casual gossip is uh, lost blonde Quebecois woman oh, great. who stumbles into the uh, into the wedding. Um, they're kind of like, they see the family pass and they go like, oh, Angela has a new boyfriend. It's like, oh, would have been nice. Or they're kind of like, oh, he's gay. That's weird. Well, it's okay. Would have been nice though if he could have found an Italian boy. And it's like, he's been integrated. Yes. Because now he's receiving the same kind of codependent pressure that a straight boy would receive. Yes. It's cute. It's a cute button. Yeah. Um, uh, the Any straight thoughts? Well... Um, so I, I did enjoy that while this was very much set in, uh, Montreal and it was dedicated to the people of Quebec, there was exactly <laughs> one line of dialogue in French. Right. What was it? When Nino is at the bar and, uh, Pina meets him for the first time, she asks him in French, didn't we go to high school together? And then he responds in English, I went to so-and-so high school. And that is the only French we get. And then one time, uh, uh, uh Angelo is watching the weather and it's in French. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Montreal is a very multilingual city. I lived there for six months. I speak almost no French. It yep. was fine. I've lived everywhere. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, it was fun. I don't sound sure, but no. <laughs> is that I, a question? I, Are you asking I, me? It wasn't. it wasn't. I did think it was fun um i would truly maybe say if someone was like i'm italian and gay i would be like oh my god have you seen mumbo Ital-? i 
I mean, it, they might say, hey, that's racist. If I was like, have you seen Mambo Italiano? Is that like your favorite movie? Was that you? <laughs> um, but I would say if someone was gay and Italian, I'd yeah. be like, oh, Mambo Italiano is like kind of fun and you might like extra love it. I think also like this is a fairly gentle movie to watch. If you're looking for a gay rom-com that's pretty dated to watch with your parents, if that's part of your weekend, this is a runner. They don't even kiss. So you're not going to have to have that weird moment. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that that's true because I know I did watch this with my parents. Right. And I don't remember this being like a traumatizing, like, like I remember seeing Vanilla Sky with my parents where Cameron Diaz is like, I swallowed your cum. And I was like, oh, yeah. like that I have a visceral memory of like how uncomfortable that was. I don't feel that about Mumbo Italiano. Yeah. Um, it's very like sanitized. For better or worse. So yeah, like I think it, I mean, it's, it's truly a gay, it's a family comedy more than it's a rom-com. Yeah. And, and that's like cute. And it's like, it is nice to get a redemption story. I think the parents actually get a pretty good redemption arc. Yes. Which is a nice moment. Yes. Um, and overall, cute. 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 Um, if you're gonna, I would, you know what, I would almost I can see myself recommending someone to watch the first 15 minutes of Mambo Italiano. The first 15 minutes of Mambo Italiano are one of my favorite movies. <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of direct-to-camera work. Um, <sighs> uh, a lot of I Have No Son, uh, on this, the day of my daughter's wedding. Bada bing, bada boom. Yeah. You know, like that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but then, then we settle into more of like a standard rom-com that's like not particularly moving. Agreed. Okay. Thank you for listening. So much. Remember to hit subscribe. Uh, you can also email us at videoqueenspod at gmail.com. Oh my God. Send in those requesties. Tell us what you think. Give Patrick notes. Requesties I'm done learning. testies. That's what we call ourselves. We do not. But yeah, if you have a reaction to a movie or a movie you'd like us to watch, that's always fun. And if flood you can, our basement with those suggestions. Flood it all. Also, if you can write us a review, that really helps people find us. Yes. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.